Welcome to Canada's podcast. Hello, I'm Mario Tonaguzzi, Managing Editor of Canada's Podcast Network. Joining me today is uh, Benjamin Henninger, founder of Grun Construction on Calgary's podcast. Thanks for joining me today, uh, Benjamin. No problem. Thanks for having me, Mario. Well, let's talk about Grun Construction. Tell me uh, what you guys do. Uh, we're a boutique construction company. So I do foundation assessments and repairs and general contracting. Okay. And how long uh, have you started this? Gruen Construction was created in 2019. Uh, it was sort of renamed. I've been doing foundation repair for almost 25 years. Uh-huh. So we just, we had a... Uh, we had a rebranding and refacing of the company, so it's uh, it's been around for a while. But Grun Construction and Four Inch Consulting, my professional division of it, has been around since 2018. Okay, and uh, tell me just a little bit about uh, the name. Where, where does Grun come from? Well, um, I have a tendency to do things a little differently. Um, I like I like what I like, Mario. It's let me put it that way. Um, <laughs> I wanted to have a name for my new for this company that was like nothing else but reflected my personal brand. So I have Icelandic roots. So I started looking into different words, different names, and Grun is an Icelandic word for base. And I focus and specialize on foundations, and that's the base of your of any structure is your foundation. Um, yeah, if you don't have foundation, <laughs> you're pretty much toast, aren't you? Yep. You're going to have issues if you got a bad one too. So yeah. and when you're talking foundations, you're talking uh, primarily residential or? Um, we do everything. So we will do commercial, but mostly residential. Yeah. Okay. So how, uh, how'd you get involved in this? <sighs> uh, my dad has owned... Uh, his own concrete restoration company since '83. Uh, so uh-huh. growing up in the house of an entrepreneur, we didn't get allowance. We got to go down to the shop and sweep up and clean out vehicles. And then when we were old enough, uh, we go out on sites. And part of the scope of what my dad used to do uh, in the winter, we would fix foundations. So we'd do all sorts of concrete repair we would do uh coatings and things like that and in the winter injections and uh concrete repair like how i fix these cracks in the foundations uh, they would start to be a mainstay and he would get rid of a lot of his seasonal employees and keep family on i'm the youngest of four so my brother and i would uh work with him and i learned how to do these at about the age 18 and just kind of figured out how to do it and I got good at it. Uh, it's always help. It, it's helpful when you have a good understanding of epoxies and mixing and chemicals, the chemical reactions and surface prep and stuff. So I kind of came by that, honestly, uh, no education in terms of specific education is just trial by fire on the ground. Oh, really? Okay. Then, um, Tell me a, a little bit about the the company and your your plans, uh, growth plans for the company. Or? I um, I've had a, quite a few companies in the past that I've grown, and 
there's certain aspects of it that I really liked in terms of developing cultures and things like that. But what I truly like the most is being a lone wolf. Yeah. Uh, being, you know, the chef, cook and bottle washer, everything. Right. So I do everything from my own marketing, which I'm, I'm getting some help with now. Um, I do the field work. I do the engineering work that's associated with it. And quite honestly, I don't think I'm going to get any bigger. I want to keep it just me. I want to keep it small and boutique. That way I can control yeah. quality coming out. I can, I, I, I like that. I like that aspect of it. So yeah. no plans to get bigger. So what, uh, you know, uh, what other companies that did you have in the past? Um, right out of university, I started a, an environmental engineering company. Um, oh. I'm a civil engineer. Uh, I took quite a few environmental courses. I linked up with a partner who was a friend of mine and we started up a an environmental company. We worked on some right-of-ways up in and environmental aspects of right-of-ways for power lines up in Northern Alberta. Um, I've, I'm branched out on my own as a consultant, uh, a project management consultant. That's where most of my background is, is commercial and industrial project management. Um, and then I started a, an electrical engineering company and field services. We used to build substations with the utilities in Alberta, uh, as well as a lot of the, uh, big industry, big oil up North. Um, those are the, the real notable ones. And then, uh, and the interesting part is, I've been doing injections and foundation repair and analysis throughout all of those. They've all kind of just been going from the background um, and kind of carried all the way through. I've, I've really never let it go. Oh, interesting. What would you say, uh, you know, I imagine there's a, a bunch of companies, similar companies out there uh, that do uh, what you do. What would you say differentiates uh, you from uh, other companies? To my knowledge, in the region, I'm the only one who's an engineer or has an engineer on staff. Wow. So I bring the ethics and responsibilities of a professional engineer into every job site that I go on. Hmm. So I'd say that is probably my biggest differentiator. Oh, okay then. What would uh, what? Uh, I'm just curious when you when you uh, flip back the clock in time uh and into uh, your university uh like what what was it that uh i guess motivated you to to go into engineering what did you like about engineering well i uh that's an interesting about the money i guess <laughs> no, honestly the money wasn't even factored it was more um <clears throat> being able to have a seat at the table as a uh a voice that would be heard yeah um, from a professional standpoint, um, I started, I didn't start university till a little bit later. Uh, I was one of those guys that was working with my dad since wow. I was about 15 and out of high school, thought everybody was crazy to go to university <laughs> while I was off making good money, buying new trucks, putting stereos, you know, living the life of an 18 year old. Yeah, you um, And then you realize inadvertently as you look around on job sites and you're 18 and you're looking around and you see the guys that you're working with at 45 and 50 doing the same job and it's all of a sudden you know you have this realization of well this could be me in 30 years <laughs> uh, maybe i want to be able to branch out you 
you realize, I didn't know it at the time, the concept of hitting your glass ceiling where it's like, you're only going to make so much. You're only going to be able to do so much and have so much influence. Mm -hmm. So um, I was actually greatly encouraged by my father-in-law as I was courting his daughter of furthering my education. And he helped introduce me into the engineering field and uh, identified that I had what it took to with the experience on sites to get into construction and project management. Okay. And that was a natural parlay in and yeah, the rest was history. In 2000, I started my engineering degree at Mount Royal and finished up at UFC. And honestly, I can honestly say I don't really do much engineering yeah. um, in terms of design work and, you know, calculations on drawings. Uh, I'm more of a critical thinker, um, problem solver and very analytical, being able to apply science to real life problems when it comes to your foundations. Well, let's so talk that- about real life yeah. problems. Like, and and being in Calgary, uh, you know, we we all know those of us uh, who have lived here a long time. The shifts in weather, uh, winter, uh, you know, and and how uh, temperatures can uh, one day be minus 30 and then within two days be plus 15. Uh, You know, what does that do to foundations around uh, the city? Honestly, our Chinook cycles, you you hit it on the head. I mean, minus minus 30 last this week, we're alone. We hit minus 41 a couple days ago with the wind. And now we're, you know, we're hovering around plus five. Yeah. 46 degree temperature differential. Yeah, it's hard on everything, absolutely everything from vehicles to structures to, you know, the foundation that those structures sit on. We we have some engineering mechanisms in place with the way that we put our concrete in and the batch mix plants or the mix designs that we have um, to take into some of that. But, you know, they are taxed just like everything else are. When I say they, the the concrete foundations or even wood foundations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it's important to note, it's not necessarily the cold alone. It's the moisture that comes with it. Wow. Like here in Calgary this past week, we had 18 inches of snow and then we hit minus 40 and then we're going to hit plus five. Yeah. So a lot of that snow starts to melt. Yeah. We now have a huge accumulation of moisture that has drifted and blown against foundation sitting right where we don't want it. Yeah. Oh, so, you know, where we, where we get the thaw, that's when, if there's imperfections in the foundations, we start to get leaks. Uh, even if it's not a major leak, it'll go in. And then at night, it gets cold, drops down to minus 10, minus 15, and it freezes again. Yeah. Do you, you know what? You don't only have this one big shift from minus 40 to plus five. Every night, you have a another freezing cycle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Melts, yeah. freeze, melts, freeze. This thermal expansion you know, it, it'll deteriorate your foundations ad, without a doubt. Yeah. That's so, it. Which will cause issues not only now, but it, it it's starting to create issues in the future. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, Benjamin, what do you like about uh, uh, being an entrepreneur? Not being an employee? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've only had, I, I had some internship jobs when I first started University, well, when I was in university through the summer, I worked for construction companies and then I immediately branched off into my own and I had a little hiatus there where I went back and worked for utility for about a year yeah. and 
I kind of knew going back in that I wasn't really a corporate guy. Um, I, I believe in working hard and doing what it takes to get the job done, no matter what time it is. Um, I've never been one to punch out at, at four 30 and yeah. say, you know, the phone off, turn your brain off and say, I'm out of here. See you tomorrow. Everything can wait. Um, and I think that's the biggest part of owning my own business that I like is I'm very hands-on. Yeah. I like the control. Um, I love the idea of taking my own personal values and reflecting that through my company. And I think that's important. I think that's what creates passion. And quite honestly, it gets you through those tough times as an entrepreneur when the market's slow or your competition comes in and scoops some of your work away um, or just to keep you sleeping at night, to be able to know that what you're doing during the day is exactly what you want to do. And it makes you happy. Yeah. I'm at a stage in my life. Um, I make an very concerted effort to do things that make me happy. So what would you say uh, if, if somebody came to you, say a young, a younger person and wanted to be an entrepreneur, what would you tell them? What advice would you give them? <laughs> what advice? Um, I'd ask them some, a series of questions. Um, I'd get an idea of their thoughts on risk. Um, how much they believe in themselves. Um, what their passions are. Because I believe that there's a stigma attached with being an entrepreneur that people do it so that, you know, they can exploit an idea that they've got or take an opportunity of a, of a niche market and be able to go. And it's all about money and it's all about, Oh, okay, well you can do this and it's financial freedom. Um, that's the part that I would question in, uh, in the up and coming entrepreneurs. Why are you doing it? Yeah. Cause there's a, there's a whole bunch of gut checks you got to do. Yeah. And I'm not sure that you can be taught how to do this stuff. Um, I believe it's inherent. I think anybody could be an entrepreneur if they wanted to. It's just, it's the mindset they need to be in. Yeah. Uh, believing in themselves and quite honestly, like having the gumption and the drive to do it. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you don't have some of these things or you, you know, you're a worrier. Um, I'll share a little ex- a story with you. I, I have a friend lately who got laid off from his full-time job and got approached on a business idea but they didn't want to bring him on as an employee. And I mean, he was an employee his whole life and saw it. He knew, he, he knows his stuff inside and out. He's a technical sales guy. And he was just kind of looking at it like, well, I don't know. Well, you know, I've, I've got bills and I've got all these things and I need to keep yeah. it going. And it's like, slow down. What do you want to do? What do you have? You've got an opportunity here where somebody's almost guaranteeing some work as a start off point. You know what you're doing. You're confident in it. I help get his head around how to do some risk management on it. But from an, from an entrepreneurial standpoint, when you're your own boss, you get to take everything that you charge. You start to bring in an opportunity where you start to make more per hour, which means that you don't necessarily have to work as many hours. Sure. Yeah. You can hustle as much as you want. You can put as much, you know, you can, you can increase 
your profit margins if you need to, because you're, you're slow, or if you, if you don't necessarily have the time to do a job, you've got this flexibility and it all comes to you. Yeah. And it's just a different way of thinking to be able to do it. And honestly, he ended up turning the idea away, but mm. it's like, because it didn't fit his risk profile. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, he's like, you know, I'm sure you're upset. I'm like, dude, I'm not upset. I'm not upset at all. Cause if you're not prepared to do this, if you're not in a headspace, it's not going to work. And I think that goes back to if you're not doing something that you're going to be happy and you enjoy doing, don't do it. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So obviously, you know, being an entrepreneur, it's a 24-7 job in many ways. Uh, you're often either Absolutely. doing it or thinking about it. Right. Uh, but what do you do uh, outside of work uh, to relax? What are some of your hobbies, passions, interests? I love to mountain bike. Oh, cool. Um, I grew up my whole life with a boat in my life, whether it was extended family that had it. So I love water sports from slalom water skiing to wake surfing, anything on the water. Boat life is fantastic. Um, yeah. It's the one place I still have my phone. I'll still take a call. Yeah. Usually if I take a call on the boat, I let people know where I am just to <laughs> let them know that I'm still enjoying life and I've taken time out to take their call. Yeah. Um, but yeah, spending time. I've got three kids. So uh, we enjoy, uh, we have access to a place down in Montana. We enjoy getting away to the mountains, oh, wow. um, snowboarding, water skiing, mountain biking, doing everything we can to really be outside. Um, were, uh, was that a lot of the stuff you did as a kid? Yes. Uh, I played a lot of hockey as a kid. We did. I did enjoy some skiing, but mountain biking and BMXing and crashing and skateboarding. Absolutely. It was all over that. And we grew up, my, my, uh, my dad had a family place on Chestermere Lake okay. and you know, there as much as we possibly could. So, yeah. uh, life on a boat is, that's the dream. That's why if I were to retire, yeah. uh, it would definitely have a boat in it. So, so tell me why, like what, what, why is life on, on a boat so appealing? I just love it. Maybe it's my uh, Icelandic Viking heritage. I uh, I feel I feel at home on a boat. Yeah, um, I love it. Being behind it, driving it. Um, it. It's funny. I tell this story sometimes, and uh, we have big wake surf boat, and we I love teaching people how to wake surf. I love the the smile, the the happiness that comes with it when they're done. And I go to get behind it, and you know, you kind of get these sideways faces, and be like. You know, I, I, I kind of thought you'd be better. It's like, well, when you own a boat, it doesn't mean that you're necessarily good behind the boat. It means you're a hell of a good boat driver. Yeah. So, and it's this, uh, it's this ability to be that uh, catalyst so that people can have fun. And mm. honestly, that feeling on the boat, feeling on the water, no matter what kind of boat it is, it can be a $250,000 boat or a $5,000 or $2,000 fishing boat. It doesn't matter because when yeah. you get out on that water and you just, you have that freedom and I love it. Yeah. It just, so, it's my happy place, Mario. My happy happy place. Place. We all need a happy place. Now I just have to, before we sign off, I have to ask you this question. Now your last name is well known in Calgary. Are you related yeah. to the, uh, the, the car dealerships, Henninger? Brian Henninger. Yes, I am. I believe he's my second cousin. Uh, maybe a little further, but I, have a very good and close relationship with him. He's one of the guys that taught me how to water ski. I have a ton of admiration for Brian and his family. Cool. And 
yeah, to this day, I still, I, I, I visit them and talk to them as much as I possibly can. And we spend lots of time out there, uh, in the summer. Cause he's, he's got a boat and a, a place right on the water out of Chestermere. And we definitely enjoy, and they're phenomenal people. And so another very strong, uh, and successful Calgary business for years. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That was, that, that was a, you know, a, a fantastic I'm, I'm sitting in my toyota right now so <laughs> and there you go family you business and i'll support it yeah if, if you get sick of uh doing foundation work you can become a salesman car salesman <laughs> maybe if i could do it in a contract i'm not sure that i'd be the greatest employee as i said so <laughs> yes. all right well uh benjamin thanks very much for joining us today no problem appreciate it mario thanks all right, that was Benjamin Henninger, who is uh, founder of Groon Construction in Calgary. I'm Mario Tanaguzzi, managing editor of Canada's podcast. Thanks for joining us today.